Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Marshy, a lot of changes uh, this season in terms of the laws of the game and basically interpretations. I think most of it's just designed on on how to how to uh, speed the game up, which uh, might have a couple of the, uh, the fat blokes uh, struggling uh, this season. What do you reckon? Bang on, Ricardo, about speeding the game up. I won't delve into the uh, the fat blokes because I'll have to bump into them every now and then at the venues and they might hear, so <laughs> give that a miss. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think it's brilliant that what, what the governing body of the game is trying to do in this part of the world, and I stress that in this part of the world, is speed the game up and, and get rid of a lot of the tedious uh, time-wasting that happens in the game at the moment. So... Uh, to give you uh, listeners out there a, a bit of a picture of how they're going to go about doing that. Uh, first of all, they're going to be a lot more stringent on time taken uh, around goal kicks. Um, you're going to only be allowed that 60 seconds. Um, equally, uh, scrums, scrum um, being set uh, and lineouts is, is around the 30-second mark. It's always been the case, but it's not really been policed. Uh, so now they're going to make sure that there isn't the delays, there's no huddles allowed before lineouts where teams, you know, piss around in that area and then mm. sort of wander their way in. And then it's another 30 seconds before the ball goes in. Uh, we all know what uh, the scrums have been like in terms of getting set. It seems to be taking at least a minute. So they're very much wanting to try and take away uh, that that wasted time um, in that regard. Um, what do you think about that? I think it's a good idea. It's just, it's almost when I was being told about it, I was thinking, God, what is? Who does that? And I was trying to sort of scratch, scratching my head, thinking, uh, what sport is it? And then I thought, I know what it is. It's NFL. Yeah. When the when the uh, offensive team comes on, they've got a shot clock counting down to get their play in, haven't they? So it's not a bad thing to have. Maybe eventually we will with TV. Hopefully, uh, have when a when a ball um, does get knocked on and there's a scrum set, there's a shot clock that comes up and. If the attacking team doesn't get the ball in in time, they get free kicked, you know, so uh, quite quite a cool innovation. Um, but do you think them policing that will help uh, take away from that time wasting? Yeah, I think it's going to have to, so long as the referees are consistent with it, right? Um, and, yeah. they, and they use common sense as well. I mean, I, I know that uh, often, you know, you'll have a prop go down with a tight calf to, to, to buy some time, but they can't be can't be <laughs> buying into that. We've talked about that as well. So I, I think it's a good move. I think it's a really good move, actually, uh, to speed the game up. And I, I guess the other thing, she was talking to Ross Carl from Sky Sport about this because he does a lot of the rugby programming there, is, uh, you know, how, yep. the, how it might affect your job, Marshy. Um, all of a sudden, you don't have two minutes to fill. You, you can, you've actually got game yeah. to talk about and you're not just trying to fill will these guys muck around yeah that's right and equally you know i guess it maybe uh produces a better product for us you know well and truly what we want is we want our our viewers engaged mm. you know and we don't want them 
wandering away because there's a, a knock-on and they know that they can come back in four minutes and probably nothing's happened, you know? So yeah, exactly. The fact, the fact that, that that now if you get up, you've got to get to that beer fridge pretty quick, get the top off and sit back down because 30 seconds later, the, the ball's going to be coming out of the back of the scrum, I, I think is great. Um, just progressing on to a couple of the other most significant changes, um, I think this is a good innovation. Um, nines now, can now go no longer go past the middle of the scrum. So they cannot go and attack the opposition nine or the number eight at the base. They have to stay at the midway point of the scrum. Um, and they're not able to go around the other side. If people think, oh, well, they can jump around the other side to midway. Now, what about, Nashi, on that, how how do you envisage that being placed? Imagine that you're, uh, you're the defensive halfback, if you like, right? And your scrum yep. is on top of the team who've got the feed, and they're pushing that yes. team back. You can no longer then go and you know go and fetch the ball off the other halfback. No, you can't. And and obviously that's where there's a lot of disruption that does happen. But equally, when you are that attacking team and you've got a bit of a vulnerable scrum, um, the number eight is very limited and be able to uh, do something about it if it's at his feet and they're backpedaling simply because. He has to be accurate because that opposition nine is right on him. Um, and because of that, we see lots of turnovers in that area. Now the number eight can just disengage as long as he can get his hands on the ball and we can just get the game flowing rather than it being disrupted at source. It also, in my mind, and this is just thinking um, from a halfback perspective, what it does is enable that eight, nine attack to really flourish. Loose forward attack as well, bringing your six and your seven into a back row move. Um, it's really hard to do when you've got a halfback sweating all over the number eight and if the scrum slightly turns or whatever, it compromises the move because you can't go that way straight into the halfback, he'll interfere. Now he is, you know, a metre and a half back. You can, regardless of how where it turns or where you're going, you can still launch your back row attack. I certainly think it opens up the game to be able to be more creative in that area. It takes a lot of pressure off and it encourages teams to use their number eights more off the back of the scrum. Uh, but also, like I said, that back row attack um, out into the back line. And the other one that, and kind of uh, this is a, not the same, but as uh, in a similar position, is the ball has to now be used within five seconds of a ruck being formed. Um, I, I, I just wonder whether or not some of these rules would have come in if uh, the South Africans were still part of Super Rugby, mate, because, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know if they don't have yeah. half an hour to figure out where they're going to box kick, I don't know what they do. Yeah, well, that's that. I think you know what you've actually uh, alluded to is probably the most uh, poignant point in, in, in that equation is the is the amount of time that it is now taking a halfback to slowly produce players in front of him that shield him from getting charged down. At the same time, then raking tediously the ball back with his foot uh, to the back back of the ruck uh, to then execute a box kick that literally soaks up so much time. Mm. Um, now they are literally going to have to, when they're box kicking, make sure that it's off a really good uh, ruck, that the ball is available and free. Um, otherwise, yeah, you'll get penalised because you're taking too long. So I think it's a good innovation. It, it has become really, uh, I guess, um, predictable and very obvious when a nine's going to kick and, and you can see it happening and see him fluffing around with the ball. So I think that's good. Um, but Ricardo, probably the biggest uh, law change in terms of a, speeding up the game, but maybe B, play, taking a little bit of pressure off the referees is uh, the new yellow card review. Mm. Uh, so to give give people an idea of what that's about is 
Uh, now, unless there is a, an act of thuggery, um, and when I use the word thuggery, um, I use it with a smile on my face, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, which means like a blatant um, punch or coat hanger to the head, uh, that the referee can then just say that that is a, an absolute out-and-out um, breaking of the law and is an automatic red card. Anything else that falls into the possible red card um, category is going to be, uh, there's going to be an X sign from the referee go up and there's going to be an off-field review. So all the referee will do is do his X sign, um, issue a yellow card to the offending player, who will then go and sit down and within eight minutes, the TMO, along with an assistant, will look at footage and decide whether or not the referee needs to upgrade his yellow card to a red. Now, mm. what that does is it stops. The referee will look at the yellow card situation a couple of times on replay. He'll go, yep, that's a clear yellow card. Um, just yellow card normal. Game carries on. Or he'll go, yes, that's a clear yellow card, possible red. He will put up the X sign. Um, he won't look at any more replays, so he won't look at 12 replays to try and find a red card. The TMO will be responsible for that. So what they are doing that for is to stop that referee, TMO, ARs, all standing in the middle of the field watching countless, countless, countless replays. So, again, this is all to stop that period of time of five minutes where they look at trying to decide if there's a red card or not. That responsibility now will be on the TMO 90% of the time, unless there's an obvious red card. Yeah, and that's uh, it's an interesting one for me because I talked about this uh, with Ross Carl during the week, uh, or last week, mm. I should say, and I said, well, does this mean the same thing? Like if a referee spots something and gives a straight red, the TMO then have eight minutes to look and to see and make sure it is a straight red and not a yellow? Yeah, there's, there's going to be, as you rightly say, a lot of ambiguity in it and possibly a little bit of confusion as well uh, because technically you would feel sometimes that a red card shouldn't have been issued. The referee has slightly um, not seen the right angle or has has got his decision wrong. Can they downgrade it? No, basically is the answer to that. What, what they are saying is we want to protect our referees uh, to a degree um, from having to look at a big screen under pressure, under the spotlight, with the crowd booing because it's taking so long, to let people with the technology right in front of them um, make that decision for them. Now, this is a work in progress, and I get it. You know, I, there, there will still be some issues with it and some, and some teething problems initially, I'd imagine, but it's a trial to see whether or not that this can effectively make things a lot clearer and they can make for better decisions um, between red and yellow. So what I'm basically saying when I say no is, mate, I would be very, very surprised if a referee in the entire Super Rugby season, because he has this facility, goes goes to his pocket and issues a red card. It would have to be a blatant mm. punch right in front of the referee or a you know, I think even those ones at the Rucks, Ricardo, where there's been a leading shoulder and it looks like contact to the around the head area, I think they'll still only yellow card that and let the TMO decide whether or not with the footage he can see if it warrants a red. I think it'll always be a yellow. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really like these mm. changes. Um, I just hope that World Rugby gives them an opportunity at some point. Probably won't, oh. be, by, won't be this World Cup, I wouldn't imagine. Will you bet your house on it? Will no. rugby sort of falling in line with what the Southern Hemisphere think and want to speed the game up? 
Not a chance. Not a chance, mate. 